Cynics on Disney Podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Cynics on Disney Podcast, presented by Nightclub33.com. Welcome into this week's episode of the Cynics on Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby, a.k.a. the Disney Cynic. And I'm Amanda, a.k.a. the Anti-Cynic. And today we are going to discuss an opening day attraction at Animal Kingdom. Uh, I know it because I wrote it when I first got to Animal Kingdom uh, back in the summer of 1998 uh, and had zero context for the actual attraction itself because it was, you know, for, for something that I had not seen yet and often still get confused uh, to this day with another similar film. Um, it's an attraction that is often seen, but it's, it's rarely attended. Uh, and I say that because it's located actually within the, the, the park icon of animal kingdom, the, the tree of life itself. I am of course referring to it's tough to be a bug and uh, it's, it's an attraction that we're, we're just going to have to knock out real, real quick. Amanda, why don't you just give us the, the history on, on this one so that we can go ahead and try to get through this as best we can. Okay. Um, I actually found out some a couple pieces of interesting information. So this is an opening day attraction for Animal Kingdom. It opened April 22nd, 1998. This was actually the first Pixar attraction to be featured in a Disney park. And... Oh. You said you mentioned something about how kids today didn't know or don't know the movie A Bug's Life. Neither did the people who witnessed this attraction when it first opened, because this attraction opened seven months before the movie premiered. Really? Yes. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> um, it is a nine-minute-long 3D film. It is based on um, the Disney Pixar movie A Bug's Life, which did also debut in 1998 but seven months after this attraction opened okay (laughs) um it uses theater lighting 3d effects other special effects and audio animatronics the audio animatronic of hopper is actually one of the most complex audio animatronics that the imagineers have ever created and it goes to so much waste but (laughs) um It is hosted by Flick the Ant, and basically this entire show is just Flick trying to, you know, convince us that bugs are friends. Okay. Um, So so that's my wife in the middle of the night. Um, I wholeheartedly disagree with Flick on this, but whatever. Yeah, Um, I was about to say. Um, it is located, as you said, in the Tree of Life, and the way that the queue is, and the and where the queue is, the. The cool thing is, is you can see carvings in the queue for this attraction that you can't see from any other vantage point on the Tree of Life. So if you want to see all of the carvings on the Tree of Life, you have to do this attraction. And if you are a fan of puns, you also have to do this attraction. Yes. Because there is uh, several posters for fake bug plays uh, that, movies, that are put up. Yeah. And no, I think they're just theater production, theatrical okay. productions. Okay. Um, because all, all the ones well, yeah, that I saw. Because they're all, the, they're all, yeah. Um, some examples of, of these would be things like a cockroach line for a chorus line. Mm-hmm. Or instead of Beauty and the Beast, it's Beauty and the Bees. 
Um, <sighs> West Side Story is Web Side Story. Oh, that God. kind of thing. Um, also in the queue, hey, in addition hey, to the- Hang on, I need to, to just step outside for just a second. <laughs> Okay, I got it out of my system. Please continue. <laughs> In addition to you seeing the posters for these um, theatrical productions, the cue music also features renditions of some of these songs. <laughs> um, you know, but done by Bugs. So, um, yes, like little orphan Auntie. Ah ha 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 ha. Um, yeah. So there you go. Um, this show came about about a year or the idea for a show in the tree of life came about about a year before animal kingdom opened. Um, talk about a last minute thing to stick inside the tree of life. I mean, the Imagineers were like, you know what? We should have a show inside the tree of life. And then they couldn't figure out what kind of show. Um, one idea that they had was having Rafiki from Lion King take guests on a journey through the natural world and basically tell the stories of the animals that you see carved on the Tree of Life. Um, and then that's when Michael Eisner stepped in and was like, hey, we've got this movie coming out in 1998. The park opens in 1998. Let's tie them together. And, and thus, happened. Bob Chapek <laughs> was hatched. <laughs> um, this was originally a 12-minute long show. There is a deleted scene that I'm cl- I, part of me wishes they would have kept in because I think it would have been amusing. But also a bigger part of me is like, thank you for deleting it. Um, the deleted scene was like a dating game show where Flick interviewed three bachelorettes. But these were bachelorettes from species known for eating their mates. <laughs> so the Black Widow Spider, the Jumping Spider, and the Praying Mantis. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I, I didn't need to, um, I don't need to see that. This was scrapped, not because, you know, a lot of people are like me and hate spiders, Uh, But because Eisner did not approve of interspecies dating. I mean, how can you be? Worf and Jadzia, for God's sake. I mean, uh, (laughs) Um, guys, we're also just for reference. We're recording this on um, Cinco de Cuatro. Otherwise known as May the Fourth be with you. Wow, that was loud. I, yeah, I refuse to acknowledge the 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 franchise that um, people are, are celebrating today. Um, so I'm going to continue to make references to every other possible sci-fi franchise that I can come up with, specifically because you know what I hate it. I hate that that other franchise. So there. May the fourth be with you. Ugh. Last but not least on my list of tidbits here. Um. There was a second version of this attraction that opened up in California Adventure in 2001. Mm-hmm. However, it permanently closed in 2018. Did it even some- operate for that long? Because I, I don't recall that being on the, a list of attractions that I ever saw out there. 
Um, I think so because like it was in they had a land called a Bugs Land and it was over there. Um, is it next to know. Cars Land? Probably. Yeah. Um, but you know, it did permanently close in 2018. There was also supposed to be a uh, version of this at uh, Hong Kong Disneyland. They were going to have a frontier land area there, but then they scrapped that whole land. So this, so it appears that it's tough to be a bug can only be found at Animal Kingdom. Well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> so there you have it. There's the history of it's tough uh, to be a bug. Let's let's talk about this thing because. And you know what? I don't even want to spend all that much time on it, if I'm being honest with you. Um, it's a nine-minute show. There's not a lot of time. There's not a lot to spend. And, and yeah, there, there there is that. And there's also, um, like I said, so there's a just the general unfamiliarity, I would say, with the overall product of A Bug's Life, even for someone who saw it when they were a kid. So, uh, yeah. So, this, by the way, is why I think they should replace Splash Mountain. Not because of XYZ, blah, 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 blah. None of that. Not Nobody has seen. That's the thing. <laughs> no one knows the source material of Song of the Sun. But anyway, just. Because no one's seen it, like, and I haven't seen it, a Bug's Life in, God, 20 years. I you know, haven't 20, seen a years. Bug's Life since it came out in 1998. Yeah, I, I mean, I've probably watched it a couple times on uh, on VHS after that. But, like, like literally, this, is sound, this sounds really stupid. But, you know, I'm pretty sure we own a VHS copy of it. But then we got a DVD player, like, a Christmas later, right? And yeah. every other movie that we bought after that was DVDs, so... So why, and that was not one of the ones that, that was selected for, for being, uh, you know, upgraded to. Toy Story was. I mean, because yep. that, one, that one was much better. Well, it's Toy Story, so. Right. And, you know, not for nothing, it, you kind of, how do I put this? If you're going to make a theme park attraction off of a movie, Making it before the movie comes out is a pretty strong bet. It better yeah. be like the best movie ever, and it, it was. It was not. It was a forgettable movie. I mean, yes. I ultimately. I mean, here's the thing. I also get confused with ants all the time. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm gonna do a slight bit of research here, because <laughs> I feel like ants came out. Around the same time? Yes, this is when Hollywood had du- dueling movies uh, about everything. Um, so Ants also came out in 98. Um, but of course... Ants actually really- came out first, I think. So it was released in October of 98, yeah. October 2nd. Yeah, but if you look at that cast, it has way more star power. Just saying. Well, yeah, it's got Woody Allen, Sylvester Stallone, Danny Glover, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Jennifer Lopez. I believe it's Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> it, it has the dad from Frasier in it. Yeah. Although, ironically, um, it, Nile- it, 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 Ants came out first. It came out a month before. 
Niles actually is is in uh, It's a Bug's Life, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, look at the cast here. Sorry, we're dorking out on Frasier, and we should probably stop. Yes, he um, is. He plays. I, I love me some. I love me some Frasier. Um, he does play Slim. Anyway, all right, let's let's just roll through this real quick. Um, so it's a 3D movie. You put on bug eyes, and okay, you get shit sprayed. You just get shit sprayed at you the whole time. I mean, that, that's really what it boils down to. And I don't mean that figuratively. I mean that literally in some cases. Um, because you know what? There's dung beetles. There's a fat caterpillar that farts at you. Uh, and then there's uh, a termite that tries to kill you with acid. And yep. the only redeeming quality is that I'm pretty sure I heard the thir- the Terminator theme. Yeah, because one, the, uh, one of the movie things that they kind of... Rip off there is Terminator. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, it's such a great. I think it's like the the bug spray or whatever is supposed to be like termite aider or something like that. Yeah. It, so you get a lot of shit sprayed at you. You also get um, poked at inappropriately, I might add. God. Um, don't lean back on this attraction. Just don't do it. Don't. There's not a reason to. Um, I, I myself don't always have the best of backs. Thankfully, I was sitting forward. Uh, but yeah, if you lean back in this attraction, you get stabbed in the back, literally, mm-hmm. uh, by by a stinger. Uh, and then at the end of the the attraction, um, well, something like starts walking under your butt, and that just kind of feels weird. It does. Yeah. So you know, there's just it feels like you know <laughs> a personal attack the the whole time. Uh, if I'm being honest, um, and I felt violated walking out of that theater. I don't know about you. Um, a little bit. I think I've done this attraction twice. That's it, huh? Uh, maybe, maybe three times. It's not been often. Um, I know we did it, um, you know, the first time we went to Animal Kingdom, we may have done it one other time after that. And then I, the last time I did it was in 2011 when we went with my brother and his family because it was their first time at Disney. So, you know, we apparently felt that they had to do everything, including this. Well, when you do bring a first timer, it, it makes sense that you want them to experience everything. It does. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> I had forgotten about the ending of this attraction where the bugs like crawl under your seat until pretty much that point in the, the movie. And um, yeah, that was, that was not good. Cause my niece was not thrilled with, with that and ended up in my lap. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't end up in mine to be honest with you. Well, Cause I knew it was coming. If I hadn't well, known it was coming, I probably wouldn't. I guess I, I don't. Anyway, um, so you know, man, we are gonna run through this attraction fairly quickly. I, okay. I, I feel like there's not there's. I'm glad that we saw it. I'm glad that we checked it off the list because there's gonna come a time with some of these attractions that I'm just gonna have to push through. Um, and I'm gonna point out like a couple of things. The hopper attract uh, the hopper, um, animatronic was awesome looking mm-hmm. it really was um 
it's a very complicated piece of machinery. And like I said, it is woefully under undervalued because nobody goes to see this attraction. Right. So right. it kind of feels like, oh, I don't know. Maybe they should have put less time into Hopper and more time into, you know, the Yeti. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and, Just you know. throwing it out there. This is, it's educational because, again, it is spent trying to show you the ways that bugs are good for the but, but, but they also <laughs> mix the message there but like i said by literally farting on you so like i i don't not for nothing like i know that they were trying to go for for some sort of humor there um and i listen i laugh at farts i laugh at my own all the time i think they're hilarious um i but in this particular setting, in this particular circumstance, the subject matter in and of itself, it, we literally pay people like hundreds of dollars a, a year to make sure that the very things that are on screen don't come inside of our home. Right. So true. Like, and then here they, they're telling me, oh, no, no, we're, we're good things. And then like all of a sudden a grasshopper, who would have thought that they were the assholes of the bug kingdom? I wouldn't have picked them personally, um, but you know, here here they are, like trying to attack you and stuff with what was it, spiders and all sorts of other crazy. Yeah. No, I, I'm no, no, no. I'm not okay with any of this. Like it was literally a personal attack that was made up for with terrible puns. Yeah, that that. So there, therein lies the story of it's tough to be a bug. Um, this is one of those like the circle of life things over at what or you know it used to be over at the land pavilion where it was like oh the film yeah it was like a 10 minute film that like made you feel guilty for throwing a, a, a water bottle in the trash can like that's that's what it boiled down to um except i didn't feel guilty like at all about any of this so the, I feel like it's a, an abject failure on multiple lever, levels. Um, I think it's something that, that like needs to be ripped out, redone altogether. Yeah. Not to propose just more construction at, at a Disney theme park necessarily, but like there's got to be something better that can be put inside of that theater, I would think. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Well, okay, let's let's go ahead and give it a rating, shall we? Um Amanda. On a scale of one to five spiders, how many um how many ants are you giving this this film? Negative five. Negative five. Wow. I hate this much. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the one attraction that I would probably celebrate if they got rid of. Um, wow. I I hate it. I don't like bugs. I don't like at all. I, I don't. Spiders terrify me. Um, grasshoppers terrify me. Um, this movie incorporated both. Um, I've been stung by wasp. Um twice in my life no three times in my life all happened within like two months a two-month span 
When was no, this? I was in third grade. See, um, see it's funny because I got stung like four times in a day trying to mow the lawn that one time uh, because there was a hornet, hornet's nest or a wasp nest buried underground that I kept running over with the lawnmower. Yeah, I got stung under my right eye on the playground at school. And then over the summer, I got stung on my left pinky going out my front door. And then a week later, got stung on my right or my left ring finger going out the front door of my house. I don't like bugs. Period. Um, So (laughs) this... This is actually a slightly terrifying attraction for me. <laughs> and honestly, when it was suggested, I kind of panicked a little. <laughs> well, kudos to you for A, not showing that panic very uh, very much. Because I wasn't immediately aware uh, I hate of this it. attraction <laughs> so much. It's, yeah, I just hate it. I hate it. I, there's a reason why I only saw Bugs Life once. Again, I hate bugs. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm also going to give it a a, a zero uh, out of five, um, which I don't know why I said also. That implies that you too gave it a zero, but I, I went way further. Yes, you did. Um, and, and like I said, it's because it's it's it, it's because it fails at its messaging. It's because it, it fails at um, utilizing a property that 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 people would know at this point uh and it fails at at being entertaining like it'd be one thing okay so there's some attraction splash mountain is the perfect example of this okay nobody knows the song of the south and therefore nobody knows the story of brer rabbit brer bear but it's an entertaining attraction correct because you know what it has a, a thrilling water uh drop sequence etc etc it does describe the story uh, pretty yeah enough to where you can kind of follow along the attraction right. So I think everybody's impression of Song of the South is just that. There's way more to it than that, but you know that's beside the point. Um, so there's there is an entertaining there is a redeeming quality in Splash Mountain in the sense that it's entertaining. There right. are redeeming qualities in outdated attractions in the sense that they are they once were so fantastic that they remind you of your childhood. This the is something aspect. right. This is something that we, I would suggest for space mountain mm-hmm. uh, for me, for my parents, uh, you know, carousel of progress uh, would be that attraction, you know, something akin to, mm-hmm. to, to that. Um, not to say that, that they were just like awed by, you know, moving animatronics or whatever, but, you get my point, though, yeah. that that that's one of those attractions that, like, it's the Disney fans' biggest nostalgia hit, and so they love it even despite its flaws. Right. Um, you know, th- this doesn't have any of that, and that's that's not. why I'm disappointed uh, by it. And so I I I vote if I, like I have a say in the in the matter. Uh, my vote, if I if I did, would be to scrap it. I also hate. I'm not, well, I don't hate, I'm not a fan of 4D effects because I don't like things like poking me or jumping out at me or that's a whole like anxiety issue thing. Um, or in this case, crawling under me. Um, yeah. 
I don't like that. That just it, my anxiety level goes up in those situations. And so this this attraction takes everything that I hate <laughs> essentially <laughs> and puts it all together. <laughs> and it's like here. Enjoy. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, Go away. Fair enough. And that, that that is a pretty apt description, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, it does not see a lot of attendance out there. Um, I, I it, It's open, I guess, because people, like, it does eat a Air few conditioning. people. Air yeah. conditioning. Because it's indoors. I mean, that's it eats, why it's still open. It, it eats a little bit of a crowd. And that's, to me, that's not what an attraction should be. It should be an attraction. Something that you are attracted to. And right. this does not pace this does not pass that basic test as to right you know some something you know even the triceratops spin over at animal kingdom even that has like the redeeming quality for a child uh, of being exciting and you know having some sort of love of dinosaurs as right. many children do i'm sure that that also is a redeeming quality in that sense not for me as an adult but for if I was five when that came out, I might think of that attraction a little bit differently in that age and mindset. Yeah. I also wouldn't be hosting a podcast if that was the case, but you know, <laughs> point, point being though, that there, there's usually some, some means by which you are attracted to, to, to something. There has to be some sort of means for an attraction to be attractive to someone. And I, I don't see where that, is the case right at this point. So there you go, guys. Uh, Tough to be a bug. Uh, We're just going to go ahead and give it this treatment. Do not recommend. It just sounded like a Mets game. (laughs) And anyway, so Amanda, I know you're not exactly what I would call a Twitter person. You are correct. That is your domain. Well, it's only because I'm willing to wade into the depths of shit that is Twitter. Hopefully Elon makes it better. I mean, Elon can make it better. He made spaceships cool, so who knows? That's true. Anyway, um, not for me to like give props to something like a competitor out there, although they are they wouldn't consider us a competitor by any means. Um, but WDW News Today posted a photo earlier this week of several of the new Magic Band Pluses. Hold up. In their hand. You are citing? I, I'm I, Okay, I'm citing a picture that they posted. Oh, okay. Where, whereby they said that Several people had purchased the Magic Band Plus, and it was it went on sale erroneously, and they were like buying them back, kind of like a like a baseball player buying back their first home run ball, basically. Like like that's what it sounded like Disney was doing. They were like, uh, "What if I give you a free night? Huh? Huh? 
what if I give you a, a, a you know a little bit of a dining package to go along with this today, huh? Huh? To like get like this forty five dollar fifty dollar magic band. Magic bands in and of themselves to me are they're just kind of fucking creepy. If I'm being honest with you, I don't find them creepy. I find them useless at this point. Well, yes, I was going to probably end up getting there eventually, but okay. So let's talk about magic bands for just a second. Like the premise of them was that it knew who you were. It knew that you were in a theme park and it knew like you you could had a credit card number attached to it or your room number attached to it so that right. you could easily buy shit and not think about buying the buying process. It was just the oh look, I'm just doing this little ding thing. Uh and, and that's it. Well, as someone who grew up going to Disney and not having uh purchasing privileges attached to his room room key card, I can assure you. Um, I never really got into the whole notion of charging things back to the room. Uh, so I'm not used to that premise, even as an adult. Uh, I, I still whip out debit card over u- utilizing my magic band every time. Yeah. You know, um, also not for nothing, um, as a theme park ticket access uh, medium, it's long outdated. Because we literally have been doing everything on our phones since pre-pandemic, and then they started making us use the phone post or you know in the midst of and uh, post-pandemic. So you know, and now there's we have it on our Apple watches. Um, I still, I mean, I think we still carry a Magic Band around just in case. No. Or did you stop doing that? I took it off. Okay, so then yeah. Disney releasing a, a new magic band is about it, it's gonna go over to me about as well as Sony releasing a new VHS platform in 2008. Right. I mean, that's what we're talking about here in right. terms of outdated technology right. and outdated everything. Now the the downside to not utilizing a magic band is that in the queue line for rock and roller coaster, they don't know that your name is, is, uh, is X, uh, and that you live in Y and they can't make up a creepy ass poster. It scares the bejesus out of you when you don't know that it's coming. <laughs> they can't say live from Dudwoody. <laughs> yes. I swear to God, that was the creepiest thing in the world. It- like what? The, what the hell is Dunwoody, Georgia, doing? What am I? What is my name doing up there? That's weird. And the city that we lived in at the time. Yeah, I mean, it, just, it, it creeped me out. Um, also, you know, not for nothing, I'm that that you know paranoid guy that's worried that Disney's selling my information to all sorts of people, along with Google and Facebook and blah 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 blah, blah and everybody else in the world knows about me, except they don't. Because if they, like, quite frankly, my online viewing habits do not reflect my personality and or, you know, who I am as a person. Sometimes I just get lost down rabbit holes. Right. 
on stupid shit, but that doesn't mean that I'm like truly interested in it. I mean, shit. Uh, Like, and I love it too because it's like, oh, well, he bought a Coke with dinner. Okay. Well, so did like 95% of the rest of the crowd. Because Coke is superior to Pepsi in every way. In every single way, y'all. But I I think that the point that uh, I'm, I'm getting at here is that this whole Magic Man extravaganza thing that they're they're about to release it's gonna go over like the proverbial lead balloon if you don't watch mythbusters it's just a ridiculous add-on to a technology that doesn't need to exist because we all use our own pieces of technology now and we don't need disney's is there any other place or any other experience or any other vacation type that requires you to to wear an RFID chip as you go around? Not that I know of. Exactly. So I don't, I don't understand I guess why, why this is continuing on because it, like, it kind of feels like you, you're forced to use the My Disney Experience app throughout the day or at least one person is. So um, you're getting that information anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, you, I um, mean, for fuck's sake, you have to put it. You can't even go to a, a quick service stand anymore without there being, you know, the magic mobile order bullshit. Like you, you can't walk up to Casey's and get a hot dog. But no, you have to. The, here's, here's my issue. If you want me to use the app, don't also pick one. Am I using the magic band or am I using the app? Pick one. I, I and if you do pick one, pick the app. God I mean, sake. like that's that's where I'm at. I don't understand why we're doing yet another redesign of the Magic Band. I remember, <laughs> um, I remember when these were still in testing. The first Magic Band version. You were, you were working there, were you not? I. It was right after I had left. Um, but my, I have a friend that was still working there and she was actually on the team that was testing the magic bands and she did nothing but complain. And I remember like trying to pay, I think I got a magic band and I was trying to pay, um, with the magic band and there was issues with that. And even after it had been around for a while. You still had issues with it. And yeah, we, we had an issue on our honeymoon in 2016 where the, the dining package wasn't being accepted. It said that we didn't have one when we definitely had. One. Right. And, like, and like they told us to charge it back to the room and that the room would fix it. But no, we, we don't want to charge anything back to the room. We want to charge it to the prepaid dining plan. And, you know, if we get charged back to the room, then it could end up on a, a card statement that we or held on a card statement that we don't want to be to have a hold on right. anymore. So, you know, that's that's my problem with it is that, you know, it was never a perfect. I, mean, I keep saying it. That's my problem as if I only have one. I, I have several, obviously, but I, I guess my. Uh, what I'm getting at with this particular uh, problem is that like, you're right. It was never fixed. It not in the first iteration, 
not in the second iteration. And I doubt it's going to be judging based on how Disney rolls out anything these days. It's only going to fail miserably on the first day. It looks like in the article that I read from the Diz, if I can get it back open, my phone will recognize my face. Um, it's supposed to come out this summer. Whatever. Um, and apparently, um, <laughs> you know how you saw the picture? Of mm-hmm. the, yeah. They were released early accidentally. They were. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. So, and by the way, and, and Disney like tried to like deny that they were on sale and make WDW news today look bad. Look, they do that enough on their own. You don't need to help uh, with that. When they, when a blind squirrel finds a nut, can pat it on the back and say, congratulations. They got um, one right. So again, with the accidentally releasing things here, um, they were removed from shelves. So if you're going to the parks like tomorrow, you're not going to find them. They have mm-hmm. removed them, but enough people were able to buy them before they removed them that, you know, it has, you know, it's come out. But apparently they go on sale this summer and it keeps telling me that it's going to enhance the guest visit to Walt Disney World throughout the 50th anniversary celebration and beyond. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't Look, need I'm looking at. I'm looking at what it says, and first of all, they're doing the same things. Park entry, guest room entry, paying you know for retail and dining, photo pass, everything that I can do with my other Magic Bands and with the app. Um, apparently, these will add some new functionality and unlock some um, like special moments or whatever throughout the theme park, which that sounds cool. Why can't I do it with the app? Because they want why you to spend not, $50. That's why can why. I not do the scavenger hunt? That sounds fun, by the way, because I do love a good scavenger hunt. Um, but why can't I do this this Fab 50 Quest scavenger hunt with the app? Why can Again, I not? because they want you to spend $50 is what it boils down to. I mean, um, you know, this is the nickel and dime era of, of the Disney uh, but company. But what gets me, what gets me is like these scavenger hunt mission things that they're having you do with the new magic band tie into the app anyway. Yeah. They need you to, to do both. And I'm like, eh, no. And like, just let me pick one. Stop making me have to carry more, you know, just more stuff that I have to remember to, to grab before I leave the house. To sure. have to, you know, where I already have an Apple watch. I don't want to wear a magic band and an Apple watch. And by the way, you can't wear them on the same hand because you look ridiculous and you look even more ridiculous when you wear them uh, on opposite hands, because then you feel like you're wearing like an, uh, an Aeropostale like bracelet from like 2001. And I, I was not that guy. I know that that's, that's shocking to, to somebody, but no, I was not Aeropostale guy in, in high school. So, in fact, I was dumb jock. Let me wear uh, the same seven football shirts over and over and over again until I wear them completely out and can't pass them along to my girlfriend. Um, that's the guy that I was. Um, I, I Anyway, I I don't get it. 
I don't get why why we're doing this. If the best that we're getting out of something like this is a scavenger hunt, or it just turns a different color because we're annual pass holders, like the the magic bands do for entry at um at the gates. Like my parents, uh, when they walk in, theirs turns purple. And I think the yeah, cast member well, ours, will then say, mean, welcome home. Too. Ours turns a different color oh. when we scan in. I, I'm not even paying attention to that point. I'm, I'm just like, give me give me the hell in. That, that's, Fair. that's where I'm at. Fair. So I guess to just like put a, put a pin in this. Um, Amanda, will you be spending any money on, on one of these magic bands? No. Oh, thank God. All right. I have the ears. We we were we were about to have a marital dispute, and we still no. still may. Um, um, also, you will be happy to know that another thing I just found out is that um, those corksicle um, water bottles, apparently okay. now they have them to match certain pairs of ears. I will not be partaking in that either. I didn't want to know that something matched the ears in the first place. That it could oh, be purchased as a secondary accessory. Like, just no, no. Ugh. I'm never going to understand this phenomena. I'm, I'm, I'm not. That's okay. Eh. Anyway, all right. You know what? Let's let's. This has been a show of kind of complaints and a show of of like just feeling like we have to get through it to a degree. And that's not what we meant for this show to be, obviously. But there's not a whole hell of a lot of news out there uh, for us to to cover. And, and, and honestly, we didn't want to do two attractions back to back. You know, it kind of felt I mean, a we, lot. We did do two. I mean, I get what you mean. Like, not two rides back to back. No, I'm. I mean, I didn't want to do like two two attractions in one podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so because I knew that this tough to be a bug thing because the the, bri- the the attraction is so short and because we both just didn't enjoy the, the, the attraction experience overall. I knew that it wasn't going to be super in depth or anything. So, yeah, just thank you for bearing with us uh, on this one, guys. We didn't mean to sound super cynical, Hopefully. although that's kind of the thing, I guess. You know, yeah, it's our branding. Um, hopefully, though, we've got some. Some more exciting things coming up in future yeah. episodes. Y- you know what? Let's go ahead and spoil like the next week's one. We're gonna do Soren next week, okay? And I have a major problem with Soren. <laughs> and it, excuse me, I have several major problems with Soren. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> it's a beloved attraction, apparently. I don't understand why, but you know, at the same time. I there's so many things that I, I just don't like about it um, that you that you guys are going to want to tune in for next week's episode. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Before we go, thank you so much for listening. We genuinely appreciate it. And if you do enjoy our our, our stick, please do subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you uh, listen to this podcast. Whether it's Apple, Spotify, uh, Amazon, wherever. Uh, just give us a quick five-star rating and uh, leave us a, a, a review. really helps us out. Amanda, I know we're on social media. I always forget this time of, uh, of the podcast. Where are we on social media? Okay, so on we are on Facebook and Twitter at Cynical Disney. 
Um, and that's your domain that you you post on those two places. Yeah, most. I do. I most, do. Yeah. Um, my domain is everything else. Um, Instagram, TikTok, um, Pinterest. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Um, <laughs> but we're Instagram. The, Instagram. Yeah, I said Instagram. Okay. Um, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. We are at Cynics on Disney there. I have not updated those in, uh, in, a, in a little bit because I'm a teacher and we're in state testing mode at the point at this but moment. Also, she has so much B-roll, you guys. I do. It's have a tough lot to figure out how to splice it all together. So um, give us a minute on that. I promise yeah. you videos are coming. Videos are coming. This is. This week that we're recording has been the craziest week um, because it's where the most of the state testing is taking place. So hopefully starting next week or, you know, the week that you guys are hearing this episode, I can I can start kind of calming down and getting back into things. But life is just a bit hectic right now. Or if you the, here's an alternative, if you want to see the, all of this kind of content uh, and you would like us to not uh, kind of kvetch about our careers and everything like that in real jobs, um, if you are a generous benefactor, you know, get in touch with us. Cynical Vis- uh, Disney video at gmail.com. I can assure you that, that a deal can be struck whereby you can pay <laughs> for this year podcast uh, and for our, you know, <laughs> livelihoods and everything like that. And we'll just do the show for you. I mean, hell, I mean, you can do it and tell us to do whatever you want. I would be fine getting paid to do this stuff. I, I mean, I will, <laughs> I will jazz hands dance for it. That, that's where I'm um, at. But yeah, you know, so that's where you can find us on social media. And of course, this podcast is brought to you by notclub33.com. Uh, make sure that you check out the website, of course, for all the latest and greatest updates, including but not limited to the Notcast, which is broadcast every single Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, a.k.a. Magic Kingdom time to all of you California people. Uh, and this week, uh, I believe that this is where, where the infamous Beach Club discussion uh, comes out. No, wait, no. Uh, I, I take that back. One, uh, It's the must-do at Epcot. That's what we're, we're doing. Uh, that's what we did last week. This upcoming week's episode, that's where we fix the beach club. Uh, so you know, look forward to that later on this this week, guys. Uh, I'm sure that you're looking forward to it. But mark it in your calendars because, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it, guys. Y'all have yourselves a magical, magical fucking day.